text for the message this morning is Zechariah chapter 4. We'll read that together. And the angel who talked with me came again and woke me like a man who is awakened out of his sleep. And he said to me, what do you see? I said, I see and behold a lampstand all of gold with a bowl on the top of it and seven lamps on it with seven lips on each of the lamps that are on the top of it. There are two olive trees by it, one on the right of the bowl and the other on its left. And I said to the angel who talked with me, What are these, my Lord? And the angel who talked with me answered and said to me, Do you not know what these are? I said, No, my Lord. And he said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel you shall become a plain, and he shall bring forward the top stone amid shouts of grace, grace to it. And then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundations of this house. His hands shall also complete it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. For whoever has despised the day of small things shall rejoice and shall see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. These seven are the eyes of the Lord, which range through the whole earth. Then I said to him, What are these two olive trees on the right and the left of the lampstand? And a second time I answered and said to him, What are these two branches of the olive trees, which are beside the two golden pipes, from which the golden oil is poured out? He said to me, Do you not know what these are? I said, No, my Lord. Then he said, These are the two anointed ones who stand by the Lord of the whole earth. Beloved Church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, if you look again the chapters before, you see all the different visions that Zechariah had in one night at the time of Israel after they had returned from exile. And in his vision... Zechariah had seen, we could see that in chapter 3, that the Lord would make it possible for the church to be declared innocent of, of all its sins and given clean clothes to wear, perfectly justified in God's sight. And then Zechariah fell asleep. But the Lord had more to show him that night, and so the angel who talked with Zechariah came again we read that he woke Zechariah like a man who is awakened out of his sleep. Zechariah's slumber was a testimony of our need for the Lord to preserve his church. It really emphasizes the comfort of the famous words that are found in verse 6, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. As we sing and as we sang in Psalm 20, in Psalm 127, and we'll sing in Psalm 146, it is vain to trust in prince, ruler, horse, chariot, or a man, however wise. For unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. The church cannot be built or preserved through, the, through human might, that is, through our resources or our 
resourcefulness, nor by human power like organizations or political influence, but the church can only be preserved by God's Spirit. Praise God that the future of the church does not depend on the might and power of creatures who who just fall asleep all the time, but that is preserved by the Spirit of the Lord of hosts who does not slumber or sleep. And Zechariah's vision served as a great promise to the small little church that had returned from exile to build the temple. It's a promise that God will preserve the church in the midst of all attacks and all persecution. And then we see how great of a promise it is also for us today, especially as we find ourselves in a, in a world that has an anti, a growing anti-Christian sentiment. We see it in the laws in our own country, but also in other places in the world as we receive reports about what is happening in, in China and in the Middle East. And then we need to hear, need to see this vision that the Lord gave to the church. And by God's grace, we may see what Zechariah saw in his vision. And I preach you the comforting gospel promise of the preservation of the church under this theme. Behold, by his Spirit, the Lord equips his church to shine continually. In Zechariah's vision, we see the lamp in God's presence with his church and the olive trees in God's preservation of his church. Zechariah was awakened and the vision of the night continued. He saw a very beautiful lamp, an oil lamp, there before him. And you could see a little of the description in chapter 4. Branching out from a lampstand, there was a bowl and seven lamps. The bowl was used for holding the olive oil, which went to each of the lamps through seven channels or seven lips, so that the oil was brought to the wicks in the seven lamps through 49 different channels. You can picture the the whole scene before us. And in his description, as he saw this lamp, Zechariah used the same specific word that was used for the lampstands with the seven lamps that were in the tabernacle in Solomon's temple as well. We can read about that in Exodus 25 and also 2 Chronicles chapter 4. And the fact that Zechariah didn't ask any questions about the lampstand in the vision shows that he already knew the meaning of the lampstand that the priests were required to always keep burning. Reminding the people of the tree of life in paradise with all those, those branches. And the burning bush in Moses' day. And the pillar of fire in the wilderness. And the glory cloud and the tabernacle and the temple. Zechariah knew that the lampstand declared the gospel of God's presence among his church. There could be no doubt that although the temple had been destroyed and the, the lamps snuffed out and the lampstand removed from the, the, the place for over 70 years, the Lord of hosts had returned to dwell among his people again. The old lampstand that Zechariah knew from the law, he could see in the vision now, 
being reignited and the fires of the Lord's presence had been rekindled. It was great news for the small little church in their difficult times. And it's striking to see that in the same night that the Lord showed Zechariah a vision of a church without walls that were made by people, he also uses a lampstand of all gold as the picture or the image of the church where God's name dwells and is proclaimed. The presence of the Lord of hosts is marked by light, by brightness. Moses' face shone after he had talked to the Lord on the mountain, just like Jesus' clothes on the Mount of Transfiguration. The Lord's commandments are compared to a lamp that lights the ways, like we sang in Psalm 119. And Jesus, who fulfilled the law, was, it was said of him in John chapter 1 that he had the life within him, and that life was the light of all men that shines in the darkness. The church as well is pictured as something that is very bright. In Zechariah's vision, the brightness of the Lord is brought to the world through the church that is symbolized with a lampstand and that lampstand has one purpose, to bring light, to bring God's brightness into the darkness. So like the lamps with their wicks soaked in the olive oil, the church is a vessel through which God's bright name and God's word shines out into the world. But as the lamps in the temple were dependent on the faithfulness of the priest to keep them being useful, so also the lampstand of the church can only continue to shine if the Lord himself is present in her midst. The church needs the Lord or she will no longer shine. It's not might, it's not power, but it is the spirit of the Lord of hosts that makes the church shine brightly in the darkness of the world. God's desire to dwell in the world through the church is one of the great promises of Zechariah's fifth vision. And through this vision, the Lord revealed that he would carry on his purpose to bring the Messiah, now through his servant Zerubbabel, who was a governor of Judah, who represented the kingly line of David in that community. You can read about that in chapter 1 and 2 of Haggai. Zerubbabel, who laid the foundation of the temple, he received the promise that God would equip him to continue in the footsteps of his temple-building ancestors, David and Solomon, and he would also complete the work of building God's house. In his vision, Zechariah hears the promise for Zerubbabel. It's in verse 7. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain. The Lord promised that the church, that, that, even, the, that even the mountains of tribulation and opposition will not be able to hinder the work that the Lord has ordained, that the Lord was working through his servant Zerubbabel. We read in chapter 4, verse 7, And he shall bring forward the top stone amid the shouts, 
grace, grace to it. With a beautiful picture of the ceremony accompanying the joyful placement of the the final stone of the building. With the crowds around praising God for his grace and his steadfast covenant love, the Lord assures his church that the temple would be completed. After everything, after everybody had helped with their little small things along the way, they would rejoice with Zerubbabel, the kingly representative holding the plumb line, showing that everything had been completed. We read that in verse 10. Now as we are beholding this vision and seeing this description that, of what Zechariah saw, we could see that this picture of Zerubbabel standing before a finished temple was also pointing forward to another figure in the royal line of David, pointing and promising the coming of Lord Jesus Christ, who would stand before his finished church, not a building of stones made with the hands of men, but an assembly of people who worship Jesus as their Savior. The repeated mention of the number seven in the description of the lampstand, made it clear that Zerubbabel's project was only a small part of a much greater reality. The number seven is a number of fullness. Although the Lord did not want the people to despise the small things that were being done in Zerubbabel's day, he also spoke of the seven eyes of the Lord, which range all over the earth. We see that in the end of verse 10. The Lord of hosts has sovereign, unlimited vision that could see that the fullness of his Catholic church, even as it was being carefully preserved through the temple worship in Zechariah's day. The number of seven, the number of fullness, combined with what we read of the seven lamps, with their seven lips apiece, revealed that God was telling his people about the full reality of all his people, of all times and places in the world, gathering in worship before him. There is a connection between Zechariah's vision and the vision that John saw in Revelation chapter 1, of the ascended Lord Jesus Christ. You you remember that vision, the bright, shining Son of God walking among the seven golden lampstands, which represented the fullness of the church. God was present in the Old Testament temple, also through his servant Zerubbabel, who represented David's line of kingship. And the Lord is present with the church in the New Testament, the assembly of of all believers with the Lord Jesus ascended in heaven, now walking amongst us, where the Apostle Paul tells us that God would dwell by his Spirit, which we read about in Ephesians chapter 2. And we see this in our second point, the olive trees and God's preservation of his church. We read in the vision that Zechariah sees that there are two olive trees and 
Although he understood the lampstand quite well, being a priest and having read the scriptures, Zechariah is very intrigued by these olive trees. He asks about them even three times. Now olive trees, which grew to old ages and in the region around the Mediterranean Sea, and the oil that could be pressed out of the fruit was not only used for cooking, but also as a clear burning fuel for lamps. The two golden pipes that Zechariah saw going out from the branches of the tree, pouring out golden oil into the bowl at the top of the lamp, identified the true trees as a constant source of oil for the lampstand. By God's miraculous work, the golden oil would flow from the trees through the two branches pour down the golden pipes into the golden bowl and from the bowl into the seven lips or channels that surrounded each of the seven lamps on the end of the lampstand. And the connection between oil and the Holy Spirit and the anointing of office bearers together with the promise of God that the Lord had already made helps us to understand that with this vision, the Lord was promising to constantly feed and nourish and preserve His church by His Spirit. Not by might, nor by power, but by His Spirit. Living trees serving as instruments of, in God's hands, they do not run out. It's a, it's a constant natural source of olive oil for the lampstands. And the church could know from this vision that the Lord himself would keep the lamp of his presence burning in their midst no matter what hardships they were facing or they had to face. God preserves his church. And the Lord revealed that he would keep the lamp of his presence burning, but he also revealed that he would do so through the hands of his chosen instruments. The oil didn't just come directly from heaven into the lamp, but God brought it to the church from the trees that were to the right and to the left of the lampstand. But what or, or who are these trees through which the Spirit of the Lord was equipping the church to constantly shine in the world? This is what Zechariah did not know. This is what he needed to ask about. And the Lord's answer in the last verse of this chapter revealed that the trees represented two anointed people, two sons of the oil at that time who were standing on the side of the Lord of the whole earth. The two specific branches in Zechariah 4 are Joshua the high priest and Zerubbabel who was representing the David's kingly line. Now after reading of Revelation 11, we can think of how in former times the Lord had preserved his church through other branches, through Moses and through Elijah. Indeed, as, as a tree has many branches, so the Lord uses many different people as prophets and priests and kings throughout the ages to support and nourish and sustain his church. All these different servants are as so many different branches that make up the olive trees that Zechariah saw in his vision. 
which God employed as his instruments to preserve his church. And all these branches revealed to us in the Old Testament were pointing ahead to the one great anointed one, the Messiah, the Christ, yes, the branch promised ready in the chapter before whom the church, through whom the church would be preserved forever. Zechariah's vision promised a Messiah who would fulfill the priesthood, who would sit on the throne of David, and who would brighten the lamp of the church as the very glory and presence of God. God would provide a servant who would guarantee that his church on earth would never be wiped out. The mountains would be made low, as we read in the prophecy of John the Baptist in the New Testament, and the top stone would be set in place amid the shouts of grace, and grace to it. And we see the, how the vision of Zechariah is, is describing for us the work of our Lord Jesus Christ. And when Jesus came, he announced that he had not come to be served, to, to, to take the oil out of the church for himself, but he came to, to serve, to give his life as a ransom for many. After defeating death, he was given authority over heaven and earth, and we read in Ephesians 2 that this was all for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of the olive trees, the one who is giving life to the church. He is the fulfillment of all the offices of prophet, priest, and king, the one standing beside the church. And through his work, the golden oil of life symbolizing the Spirit is also given to the church. Zechariah's vision points ahead to the day of Pentecost when the ascended Lord Jesus Christ poured out the Holy Spirit upon the church. And then we hear that glorious gospel of the New Testament that Paul had to repeat over and over because it was so hard for so many people to, to fathom. But the promise is that everyone who believes in the Lord Jesus receives the Holy Spirit. Everyone, male and female, young and old, office bearer or not, everyone receives the Spirit and is incorporated into Christ's body. Now that means that if we have this vision before us and we ask the question, where am I in this vision? Where, where do I fit in this revelation of the church that our Lord Jesus Christ has, has given to us, if we place ourselves in Zechariah's vision, we as Christians are part of one of the burning lamps, bringing the light and joy of the Spirit's transforming work to the world. Just as the, a lantern converts oil into light and warmth for those around us. As part of the lampstand, which is symbolizing Christ's or, the, or God's universal as Catholic Church, we are equipped to shine in the world 
That's the, the purpose that God has, has given to us, to shine in the world without putting a, a lantern or lantern under a basket. We can declare the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light, as the church is described in 1 Peter 2, verse 8. The purpose of a lampstand is to shine. The purpose of the church is to reflect God's name to all the earth. And at the same time, now that we are in the New Testament, after Christ ascended into heaven, after the day of Pentecost, when when the Holy Spirit was poured out on, on all who believe in Jesus Christ, every Christian shares in Christ's anointing we see that we have also been equipped to fulfill the task of the olive trees in Zechariah's vision. Again, if you place yourself in the vision, you are not only just a part of of the lamp receiving this oil, but you are also a branch serving as an instrument of God's Spirit to bring the golden oil to the lampstand. You are among the anointed ones who stand by the Lord to serve him, the Lord of all the earth, to serve him. Zechariah 4, 4 verse 14. Now you could see this development revealed to us in the passage we read in Revelation chapter 11, verse 4. If you look at this verse, you see that the two images of Zechariah are brought together and they are are made one. The striking change that is pictured in Revelation 11 is that the source of oil in the olive trees and the lamps that use the oil to shine are joined together and both are called witnesses in the world. Now the, the ones through whom the oil of the Spirit flows And the lamps that are ignited by the Spirit are one and the same. And although we do not have time to enter into all the details of Revelation 11, we read it together and we may have noticed that that this task of of being a witness, of receiving the oil and and contributing, receiving the Spirit, and and then also shining in the world, it will not be an easy task. It will not be easy to be witnesses to the light in our increasingly darkening world. Although equipped by God and enabled by the Lord to be olive branches connected to the lampstand of the church in the power of Elijah and in the power of Moses, there will be opposition and death. And it is only the Spirit of God working in us and through us that will keep us shining. It's only as we are turning to God's Word and and submitting to His voice in our hearts and in our churches and, and as we are praying to Him for strength that we will be able to keep shining. We are dependent on His grace, dependent on His Spirit. Brothers and sisters, then as we look around us today and we think about the world that we are living in, the pressures that we are facing, remember Zechariah's vision. Behold, the Lord dwells in the church. 
where his glorious name is proclaimed. And see how his presence and his words are like a light that shines in the world, that shows the path that we should take. You are part of the lampstand of the church. And you also as individuals, as as adults and as children and as, as teenagers, you are called and anointed by the Lord to be contributors to the well-being of the church, to the preservation of the church, to the brightness of the lampstand. We all have, we share in this office and this calling to be a contributor as well. Our passage reminds us to not despise the small things. Do not despise the the small things that you are doing. For you are a part of the Catholic, the universal church of all times and all places in the world. And you will see how even the small things are, are contributions to the greater work of the Lord. And he promises that one day, The day will will be there, the day will come when we will rejoice to see the Lord bring to completion what he has begun among us. Major theme of Philippians chapter 1. God is working through us for the well-being of his people so that his name might shine in the darkness and give hope to an ever-darkening world. And when things get difficult and Scriptures tell you to expect that. See Zechariah's vision with him. And behold, the Lord himself in his Son, Jesus Christ, standing with the church, strengthening the church, preserving the church by the power of his Holy Spirit. And just as the olive tree, the bowl, and the lamps are a complete unit in Zechariah's vision, so also the Father and the Son and the Spirit are forever united to the church of believers, the body of Christ. Even in the last boycott and the ultimate isolation of God's people described in Revelation 11, God preserves His church until the very end. Amen.